0: Well, hello, and welcome to the CSF August monthly podcast. Now, this month, there's three papers that have been uploaded to the CSF website, but today I'm only going to highlight two of those, and both relate to the safety and efficacy profiles of the range of agents that are now targeting the IL-6-IL-6 IL-6 receptor pathway. Now, the first paper I'm highlighting is the two-year results from the tocilizumab open-label trial SURPRISE which analyzed tocolizumab discontinuation after attained remission in patients with active RA who were treated with tocolizumab alone or in combination with methotrexate. And the lead author here is uh, Yuko Kaneko from the Division of Rheumatology at uh, Keio University School of Medicine in Japan. Now, I think it's very well known to all of us that uh, tocolizumab is an efficacious agent used either as monotherapy or in combination with methotrexate for the treatment of people with active rheumatoid arthritis. Surprise was a two-year open-label randomized trial in people with active RE, which was basically designed to analyze the efficacy and safety profile of either tocilizumab in combination with methotrexate, and that's the add-on group, or uh, switching from methotrexate to tocilizumab, the so-called switch group. Now, patients received tocilizumab 8 mg per kg every four weeks for 52 weeks, after which treatment was discontinued for patients who had achieved a DAS28 remission. And they were randomized to receive either continued methotrexate if they had entered the add-on group, and uh, no DMARDs if they had been randomised to the to the switch group. Now in this manuscript, the author uh, is reporting data from the second year of the surprise study, so it's focusing down on these patients who had discontinued tocolizumab. And the trial therefore was assessing sustained remission and low disease activity in people with active RA after discontinuation of tocolizumab treatment alone or if patients were allowed to continue after previous combination of tocolizumab and methotrexate. Now, the primary endpoint for this trial was the proportion of patients achieving tocilizumab free rates of remission and time. tocilizumab free rates were defined as patients who were in low disease activity or remission who were not receiving tocilizumab. And the key secondary endpoints were tocilizumab free-28 ESR remission or low disease activity at week 104. Uh, Change from baseline to week 104 in the HACC Disability Index, DAS 28 ESR or radiographic progression. And that was captured by looking at change in the modified TSS. Now, the key results, well, 226 patients were enrolled and 102 patients completed the second year of surprise. 49 in the add-on group and 53 in the switch group. completed the study, discontinuations were due to unsuccessful remission and potentially patient decision. Now at week 104, significantly more patients remained tocolizumab-free in the add-on group than the switch group. There was no significant difference in patients who achieved tocolizumab-free-28 ESR remission between treatment groups. There was no significant difference in the mean radiographic progression between treatment groups. There were similar rates of radiographic non-progression or rapid progression between the treatment groups. The number of adverse events tended to be higher in the add-on group compared with the switch group. Uh, the most frequent adverse events in this add-on group were GI disorders, including oral ulcers and abdominal pain. Well, what do we conclude from this? Well, overall restarting uh induced remission in over 90% of patients. And therefore, it seems that its efficacy is independent of concomitant methotrexate, and that fits with data we've seen before. Um, interestingly enough, restarting tocilizumab after discontinuation was efficacious for suppressing flares with or without methotrexate. Um, now, thinking to other data, discontinuing biologic agents in people with RA with remission or low disease activity has been looked at because there are potentially advantages in reducing economic burden or reducing the safety risk. And that has to be balanced, of course, in clinical practice against the risk of flare. And as far as we can tell in the TNF inhibitor literature, it does seem to be feasible to discontinue the TNF blockade and we've not seen particularly aggressive radiographic progression in those patients, even those who flare and who in fact come under control with recommencement of active therapy. If we think back to dream and actuaRI, those studies suggested that usefulness of tocilizumab discontinuation was unclear. In the dream study, tocilizumab free remission was achieved in only 13 percent of patients by 52 weeks. And in ActRI, 83 percent of patients experienced flares after stopping tocalismab and subsequently conventional synthetic nemRRS and methrexate. Uh, so we, we, I think, do learn something new from the surprise study in this regard. The key conclusion I draw is that tocolizumab in combination with methotrexate can be suspended in a part group of patients with rheumatoid arthritis in remission for at least six months and does support the general concept that biologic DMR discontinuation is possible. It looks here as if there is some advantage in continuing methotrexate monotherapy when we look at the two groups side by side, but whether that is clinically significant really remains to be seen. Now the second paper I'd like to highlight is a two-year analysis of the safety and efficacy of ceruliumab in patients with rheumatoid arthritis and a previously inadequate response to methotrexate. And the first author here is Mark Genovese from the Division of Immunology and Rheumatology at Stanford University Medical Center. So Mobility was a year-long, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial. Uh, Patients were equally randomized to receive 150 or 200 milligrams ceruliumab plus methotrexate as compared with placebo plus methotrexate. Now, after completing mobility, patients were uh, entitled to enroll in the open label long-term extension study, uh, EXTEND, which examined the safety and durability of response to ceruliumab over two years in patients with active RA despite methotrexate prior therapy. And amongst other things, they assessed the effect of dose reduction from 200 to 150 milligrams to manage decreased absolute neutrophil count, decreased platelet count or an increase in liver enzymes. Now, in terms of study design, all patients were receiving cerulium at 200 milligrams every other week plus methotrexate and dose reductions from 200 to 150 milligrams were permitted at the investigator's discretion for the abnormal laboratory findings noted above. So, in this study, we are told the results of uh, what happened to those patients who completed mobility and enrolled in EXTEND. So, just thinking for a moment about the endpoints, the, the primary objective of EXTEND was to assess safety. Parameters included the incidence of treatment emergent of adverse effects, CESTAEs, or AEs of special interest. And of course, the uh, investigators also looked at efficacy, including ACR 2050 responses, DAS28, CRP less than. 2.6, CDI less than or equal to 2.8, and SI less than or equal to 3.3. They looked at ACR ULR remission, HACDI, DI, and radiographic progression using the conventional uh, TSS. Now, key results are as follows. There so were 901 patients entered Extend, with 776 completing the 52 weeks of further treatment. And discontinuations were due to safety or intolerability levels, primarily treatment discontinuation rates during the extend were similar among the original randomization groups. So it didn't seem to matter where you'd come from when you intend to open label extension in terms of your response profile and your adverse event profile. Now, over the two year period, um, treatment emergent adverse events and serious AEs occurred at rates of 279.6 events per hundred patient years and 16.6 events per 100 patient years, respectively. The most common TEEs were, well, unsurprisingly, neutropenia, injection site erythema, uh, increased ALT and upper respiratory tract infections. The percentage of patients achieving DASCOD8 CRP less than 2.6 and CDI less than or equal to 2.8 was similar between completers initially randomized to placebo or those initially randomised to cerilumab 150 and or 200 milligrams. Now the modified total SHARP scores at year one were maintained through year two for completers receiving active treatment from the initial ceruleumab groups. Um, interestingly, after two years of follow-up, completers initiated in cerilumab 200 milligrams had the most favourable radiographic outcomes overall. Now, dose reductions occurred in 14 percent of patients given With the most common reasons uh, for dose reduction, including a decreased neutrophil count and an increased ALT. So the implications overall, well, the two year safety profile of ceruliumab was consistent with prior findings for IL-6 receptor inhibition and previous shorter ceruliumab trials. There was no new safety concern identified. The dose reductions did successfully manage laboratory abnormalities allowing most patients to remain in the drug while maintaining evidence of treatment efficacy. Patients on ab 200 milligrams from outset had the best radiographic outcomes. Now just point you to the, the last paper that we've uploaded to the CSF website this month. It's a review of adverse events, clinical considerations and management of RA patients treated with JAK inhibitors. First author here is Fabiola Azzina from the Department of Clinical and Experimental Medicine in the University of Messina in Italy. Hope you find it helpful. It's a nice synthesis of the whole range of data surrounding the use of JAK inhibitors in the field. Now don't forget that all the content discussed in this podcast is available in a more detailed slide format in the publication section at com. And please do subscribe to our podcast channel and let us know what you think by reviewing our podcast. We look forward to your feedback. I hope that's been interesting for you. I hope that the data are useful to you in informing your practice and look forward to speaking with you in a future podcast.